0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now here is Marie Ziminoff.
2: Welcome to the Career Confidant. We are so happy that you've joined us today. This is your host for the Career Confidant, Marie Ziminoff. And if you've been paying attention to the show, you know that we are here to help you get the tools that you need to move forward in your career, to take control of your career direction and to, to really make whatever you want out of your professional life. So we've been talking about career advancement, we've been talking about job search, career transition, and we're going to start talking a little bit more even about starting your own business. All of those things that come together to help you move yourself forward professionally. And, you know, this show came out of my desire to help people understand that as the world is changing and companies aren't taking care of your professional development for you anymore, and they're moving, right? We're all moving more in our careers, that you really need to have some tools and to understand how to make those moves on your own. So that's why we're here. And if you ever have any questions or or want to share something with me, I welcome your comments and questions. You can email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E at a com. And if you've been following along with us on our blog, getcareersmart.com, we welcome your comments there as well. So we've been talking about job search and interviewing for the last few weeks. And I wanted to take this this day this time to go through some of the biggest misconceptions myths the things that i see holding people back those beliefs that even sometimes are perpetuated in the media or by by some by some people that i really see holding people back in their career advancement in their job search in in their careers There are these pieces that are holding us back. So we're going to go through some of these today. And as you're listening, I hope that maybe some of them will will say, oh, yeah, that's true for me. And it's, you know, it's all of us have at some point in our life beliefs that are holding us back, right? Things that get in our way of moving forward. And When I first started and we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago, that that I I started my career at Colorado State University and I I loved my job. And I really believed that if I did a great job, I would get promoted. Well guess what? That isn't that isn't the way it happens, right? Those of you who are more experienced go, hmm, right? Because that's just not the way it works. It's a lot of factors. It is doing a good job, and Susan Whitcomb talked about that a few months ago. However, it's also having the right qualifications and having the relationships for people to go to bat for you to get things to happen, right? And so when it came down to me at Colorado State University and applying for the job that I'd already been doing for a year, I didn't have the master's degree that they were looking for to compete. And, and rank within the other organizations across college campuses nationwide, right? They wanted someone with a master's degree so that they could say our programs are run by a master degree person. I just didn't have it. And I didn't have the relationships that I thought I had to maybe have a champion that would have gone to bat for me, even though I didn't have that, that degree, right? I was just had my head down and was doing my work. And so when we think about our careers, that is one of the misconceptions that I see around career advancement, right? That if I keep my head down and I do good work, I'll either get advanced internally or I'll be able to find a new job easily externally. And it's a much more complicated picture than that. Unfortunately, maybe for those of us who feel our strength is putting our head down and doing good work, there are some other things that we need to consider to get our advancement opportunities going for us. And Susan Whitcomb talked about those quite a, quite well a few weeks ago. So if you are in that position, you've got your head down and you've been expecting a promotion and it's not happening, go back and, and listen to that that session with Susan because it's really more than that. It is, it is what work you do, but it's also your ability to be visible within the organization, which we talked a little bit about last week, have those relationships, and to know what's going to be required so that you can have those qualifications and speak to them and sell them, right? So that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I see for advancement. One of the other misconceptions that I see that holds people back and, and puts you in this crazy spiral, especially when you're in job search or you're thinking about a career transition, is this idea that if you do something you're passionate about, you will be successful or maybe even that you'll be happy. Passion is, is a big term, right? It's a big idea. And not all of us know what our passions are, and some of us have passions that don't necessarily relate to work, and sometimes it works to try to make them relate to work, and sometimes it doesn't. And so this focus on passion, boy, I see it bog a lot of people down, and sometimes even interests, right? People will say, I have so many interests, how am I going to possibly find something where I can do all the things I'm interested in? You won't, and that's okay, right? Life is meant to be more than work. You are going to have interests that you fulfill in different ways than work. So thinking about what makes us successful at work, I see that not as passion, but as strengths. Strengths are different. Strengths come from internal. Strengths are, as as Marcus Buckingham would say they are the things that you are good at that you love to do that replenish your energy right they make you they make you energized you love doing them and you're good at them right there are those natural things sometimes things that we learned early in life that make us good at what we do and those pieces of our of ourselves of our skill sets I would challenge you to focus there instead of your passion. What is it that you lose time doing when you do it? When you look back at your work history, what have you totally enjoyed, right? When have you said, oh, if I could do this this, for all my days, this would be great. So focusing in on not just this big idea of strengths even, but what is it that you enjoy doing? this process called appreciative inquiry it's been shown to be very powerful for organizations and for individuals to really focus in on what are you good at what have you already proven that you can do and let's build from there because my guess is that that will breed success and I also know that it won't put you in a spiral because the funny thing about passions and interests is that a lot of times we can be reaching for them, right? I'd love to work in sports, but I don't have the credentials. I don't have the work experience. I, you know. And there's a lot of things about that field that wouldn't work. I, it's a dream, right? And if life was different and my priorities were different, it might might be good, but it's really just a dream. And maybe someday I'll f- figure out how to work it into my current practice and my current skill set, and that you can do that with some work, right, To to get things combined. But how do I focus on what I already do well and have that tangible, practical, and still be focused on doing what I love, just less in a going out into the world and looking for it way and more in a, okay, here's the building blocks that I already have. How can I take it somewhere that interests me in a way that makes sense, right? With my goals, my restrictions, right? We all have restrictions, whether you, you can't move or you need to make a certain amount of money. We all have those reality pieces of things and sometimes our passions and interests get confusing to that equation. So if you are stuck in, and I just talked to several clients in the last few weeks, prospective clients who are in that spiral, right? You are spiraling into, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it because I've got all these interests. Second thing, second myth that we're going to talk a little bit more about after break is that if I keep my options open, right, I'll get something faster. Oh, I've got all these interests. I've got all these things I could do. Well, that's a myth too, and we're going to talk about that more, but instead of focusing on all those interests, all of those things, start looking at what am I the best at that I've already done, that I've proven my success at, that I really loved doing, right? Do some appreciative inquiry for yourself. Instead of taking all these assessments and going out and looking for the answers externally, take some time and go in, right? What is it that you love to do? What is it that you've been really good at? When have you received praise? When have you lost track of time at work? When have you just been in love with what you were doing? Right? Those things are what we can repeat. And it's going to be easier and faster because we already have the proven success doing them. And it's going to drive our success. And my guess is that you'll be able to match that to some of those passions in some ways. And that hopefully you can look at some of those passions and say, these are things I want to do outside of work, right? For me, sports is something that I do outside of work. It's, And if I take some of the assessments, they say, oh, you know, you should go into sports, you should do this, you should do that in sports, 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 because that's one of my biggest interest areas. But it doesn't, Work for me for work right it 's my play it 's my entertainment it 's some of those other things and if we can separate out some of those things, what makes sense for work and what makes sense for our a vocations and then what might be we might we be working towards those are the pieces that we can start to bring in those passions, but if you 're feeling yourself spiraling in that. In that i don 't know and i 've got so many interests, start back into that appreciative inquiry process, so that we can get some focus, which is what we 're going to talk about here next that that next thing that gets people in trouble when they 're looking for advancement or for a job, is that i 'm going to keep my option open, options open. I'll take anything kind of approach. So we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we'll keep talking about some of these things that might be holding you back in moving forward in your career.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
1: Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. are tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic now back to the career confidant
2: so welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Ziminov, And we are talking today about some of the myths around career advancement and job search that, that I see holding people back, right? My prospective clients, my clients, these are things I see over and over again that are really getting in people's way and making them crazy, right, about how to make their career go the direction they want it to, how to get that promotion, How to find that next job. So we talked a little bit about that if you work hard, you'll get a promotion, right? And that myth that seems to plague all of us plagued me early in my career. And it's really bigger than that. And talked to Susan Whitcomb about promotion specifically, spent, spent a whole 30 minutes on it a few months ago. There's a bigger picture there, right? In terms of having visibility in the organization, knowing what's going on, having this up-to-date skill sets, all of those pieces that go into getting where you want to go. Second thing we talked about was that passion will equal success, right? If I do something I'm passionate about or if I follow my interests, I'll be successful and happy. Sometimes that's true and yes, it's definitely a piece of the career happiness pie and Sometimes it can put us in a spiral because there are so many things we're interested in or because all of the things we're interested in require time, money, that we don't have to transition to do them. And so instead, I would challenge you to look internally and do some appreciative inquiry around what you've enjoyed, what you are good at, what you've been in love with in your past jobs and see how we can move that forward and not focusing on your existing strengths And moving those forward instead of looking externally at some of those other things that people say we'd be good at or assessments say we might be able to do, especially if we're looking for a job and we need a job now, let's bring it back and start internally instead. That leads me to the third misconception that I see, which is if I keep my options open, I'll find something faster right or or I'll get a promotion because people will see that I'm willing to do anything. Not exactly. Right, when I ask people what kind of work are you looking for and they say, "Oh, well, you know, I I'm, I'm open to anything." I say, "Well, I've got this friend who hires people at the local meat packing plant. Would you be interested in working on their slaughter floor?" And they go, "Oh, no, no, no." And I said, "Okay." Well, then tell me a little bit more about the type of work that you are interested in. Because the truth is that very few of us really don't care what we do. And that's a good thing. We shouldn't not care what we do. We are putting our time and energy and skills to work every day. And it's important to us what we do for whatever reason it is that we work, that you work, whatever reason it is that you work, that's important to you if it's a certain skill set that you want to use, then tell me about work that that uses those skills, right? Whatever it is, it's that focus. And focus does so many things for you. Focus will help you find a job faster because people will know what you're looking for, right? If you are open to anything, it is impossible to help you. I don't know who to introduce you to. I don't know even what kinds of job openings that I might see to send to you, I don't know what companies you might be interested in. I can't help you if you don't have a focus. So thinking about finding a job faster, right? People can help you. The other thing is if you're trying to market something and you don't know what it is, I would say that's nearly impossible, right? If I said, oh, I need you to market this product. And and you said, well, Marie, what is it? I said, well, I don't know. It's a little bit of everything. Well, okay. Who's my audience? Well, I don't know. I, the, you know, it's it's for everybody. What are you going to write? Same thing is true in our resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profile, especially right if you've got too big of a focus. You want two three LinkedIn profiles, which is a, you know, big no-no. That's the, that's your base problem is that focus. How can we package together the things that you want to do so that people can understand what it is you're looking for, who's your target audience, all of those basic marketing plan things that we talk about quite often cuz that's one of my favorite things to talk about. Along with that comes this idea of a survival job, right? That if I'm looking for something fast, I should look for entry level positions. And this happened with a client that I worked with a while ago. He was an engineer and He'd been in town, Newtown about three or four months, and we'd been working together for maybe a month. And he came in one day and he said, you know, I think I want to apply for a moving company positions because I think that I'd be able to get a job doing that pretty quickly. And I said, okay, what experience do you have in a moving company? And he said, oh, I, none, but it just seems like that would be an easy job to get. Here's the secret, there aren't any easy jobs to get. McDonald's, moving company, whatever it might be, they're looking for people with experience, they have lots of applicants, right? It's not gonna be easier to get a job at an entry level. Talking to another client who'd been a high-level finance person, applying to accounts payable, entry-level accounting positions, right? That's not gonna happen, People don't want to hire someone at an entry level just so they can get their foot in the door. Because what does that mean for that employer? That you're looking to move on, that you're bored, that you're not using your core skill set, right? That's not a good buy for them. It's not a good buy to use, to buy something that's way more than you need, right? And there are plenty of candidates and plenty of of people willing and able to do the job at the level that that have the right skill sets, even though you might have more, that's not necessarily better, right? So thinking about that, I'm going to get my foot in the door faster. If you're looking to get in faster, it's not necessarily going in true level. The fastest job search is to match your last level Maybe a little tiny bit under, but not too much, right? Because then HR and hiring managers start to have that fear of, oh, they're just going to leave. So matching that current or last level, maybe a tiny step up, if that's what you're looking for. Actually, that can be faster than too much of a step down. And in the same industry that you're in, that's the fastest search. If that's your goal is to move fast, Stay in the industry, stay close to where you are now in terms of position and level. And, and that's your fastest search. If you're making a transition to a new career, then you're right. You might have to start entry level, but we need to market you as an entry level person, right? Whether that's your new schooling to make that transition or whatever it is, we've got to be able to put that together to show why you're entry level in a way that makes sense and, and goes along with what the person who's hiring expects to see when they're hiring, right? I think one of the hardest things probably as a hiring person is that you really have something in mind before you start looking at documents. And, you know, helping a nonprofit hire, this was definitely true, right? We had a certain experience that we were looking for. And that that just happens, Right. And so if you're not what you think that person's expecting, how can you build your documents to be the best fit that that you can be? And, of course, using all of our other ways of connecting to get into that position. And so I would, you know, if you're thinking about, oh, I just need a survival job and I'm applying to all these things that you're really not qualified for because it seems like it would be an easy job to get, go back and look at look at your resume look at what you've done where did where do you make sense right what types of positions have you been doing most recently and what types of industries and how can you approach your job search with those in mind because that will be the fastest search So thinking about that survival job, it can also get you in trouble, right? You are judged most by the most recent position on your resume, and most employers like to see it in chronological order. Yes, we can do some other things, but they're going to find what you've been doing most recently, and they're going to put weight on that. And so if you're trying to get a survival job, be careful with that too, because it does set the tone for where you're headed. You may not have to be there that long. Maybe we can get away with not putting it on your resume. But if we are in in a stopgap job for too long, it can lead to some problems. So thinking about instead of a survival job, right, how can you have a stepping stone job, a job that will help you get back on the right track that in some way is moving you forward, in some way is getting you into the right industry, Right If you've been in a, accounting at a CPA firm and you want to be in the nonprofit world, well let's look at accounting or office management types of jobs in nonprofits, right? Where it's that stepping stone to get to where you want to be, but it's a place where you make sense based on your experience and your industries that you've been in. Either one of those will be faster than trying to switch both. And of course, the fastest is to to stay in the same type of job and in the same industry. So beware of that that, um, reality (laughs) that entry level is faster to get. And just the last story on that, I was teaching a class and talking about this level thing, right? That if you've been at a certain level and you're trying to go down really far, everybody sees that and they don't like it. And someone said, well, that's just reality that I need to, to be in entry level to get my foot in the door. And I just thought, oh, you're, you're missing the point. How else can I say this? Because the reality is that people hire people that make sense. And so we need to apply for positions that we make sense for. And if we're making a transition, we need to get the education so that we make sense in an entry-level position in that new career. And we need to package ourselves so we make sense, right? And that's a little bit more on us than it used to be. So thinking about these pieces and these myths and things that get us stuck, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about a few of those. And we'll be back in just a few minutes.
1: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing and business technology, Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up to date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: All right, so welcome back to The Career Confidant, and this is your host, Marie Zeminoff And today we are talking about some of the biggest myths and false beliefs that I see holding people back in their career advancement, their job search. What is it that puts people into this spiral where they have a hard time moving forward? So we talked a little bit about in our advancement world, thinking that if we just work hard and we put our nose to that grindstone, we'll get our promotion, right? And for me, and I talked about my story there, it was really even just getting the job that I was already doing. And I, I didn't look forward as to what was going to make it possible to get that job. Worked out for me in the end, right? Because I love what I do now. But that was part of the, the myth around getting where we wanna go. Susan Whitcomb talked a lot about that a few weeks ago. And we've talked about that maybe we'll get a job faster if we have our options open and we're open to anything and and the truth is that, that that's really not the truth, right? You're not open to anything. If I got, got you a job on the slaughterhouse floor at the local meat packing plant, you probably would say no. So thinking about what really is our focus? What do we want to do? Who are our key targets? And as we're making that decision, knowing that Going entry level is not going to be the fastest, right? The fastest job search is going to be matching the current job that we have, right? So if we're a product manager, a product manager job in the same industry is going to be the fastest search. If you start to change industries a little bit, it'll be a little bit longer. If you start to change positions a little bit, it might be a little bit longer. If you try to change both, it's going to take some time. But trying to move into an entry-level position just to make it faster is not necessarily going to work, right? People expect a certain type of person for any type of job. And our fastest search is to apply for those jobs where we're the expected match, right? Where we have the matching experience in the roles and in the industries. So this brings me to an idea that's a little bit challenging and, you know, you may not like what I have to say right now. And that's okay. I hope it challenges you because one of the ideas that I see floating around in my industry right now is that you're not getting a job because you don't have hope. Hope is a great thing. The power of positive thinking is a great thing. And there are so many other things that go into why you may not have a job right now. You do need hope. You do need to believe you can do it. But I heard this said before, and I love it, that an optimist looks at a glass and says it's half full. A pessimist looks at a glass and says it's half empty. A realist will look at the glass and tell you there's four ounces of water in there. An opportunist is drinking the glass. So I don't necessarily want you to be an optimist. I definitely don't want you to be a pessimist, right? That's unhelpful to not believe that you can do it. And I want you to believe that you can do it. But I believe that we believe we can do it, that we are optimistic when we have some proof in the pudding, right? When part of that realist can measure it. For you, for if you're job seeking, that is getting in touch with your measurable doesn't necessarily mean quantifiable right but your measurable value how have you added value to companies in the past right when you know that you will be able to move forward easier because you will have that optimism but not just you know believe in yourself and you can do it kind of optimism but a real optimism based in reality around your value to your next employer. I want you to be able to measure it. I want it to be real hope. I want it to be real optimism. And in fact, I'm going to call it strategic opportunism because I also want you to be opportunistic. I want you to be drinking the water, not sit, sitting back and measuring it, right? And for you engineers in my audience, that's the hardest thing. Analysis paralysis, right? No analysis paralysis act. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things wrong. I'll out my other colleagues here and tell you that you're going to do things wrong because there's really very few right answers in how to job search, right? There's a lot of different things you can try. There are very few things that I can tell you are guaranteed to work because everybody's different, everybody's job search is different, everybody's network is different, everybody's industry is different. So just start trying some of the things you're reading about, and stop analyzing whether or not you think they're going to work, right? Be that opportunist, be strategic about it, right? Have that plan, have that research done to a point, and then start taking those opportunities to do things. One of the other things that that realist brings to you is, you know, I've seen people that have too much hope, right? I'm going to wait until I get a job offer for more than six figures. Well, have you done the research to find out if that's even still happening in your industry, in your geography, at your level? Because things have changed, right? If you got laid off from HP, which is very common, in my world here in Fort Collins, Colorado, if you've been laid off from HP at a high level, you may be making more, significantly more, than other people, and even HP, are paying people at your level in this area. So you can hold off for the job, the salary that you want, and never get it. And by then, what have we lost? the opportunity maybe to have worked our way back up towards it. Now, I'm not saying take less than you're worth, because I want you to earn what you're worth. Do your research. Know what is realistic. Do your planning. Be able to tell me why you're worth it, right? Not just going to get it because you think you deserve it. Thinking about optimism and hope Yes, I want you to have those things, but I also want you to have the realistic proof of why you deserve things, right? Because otherwise it just sounds like entitlement. And we don't want to be entitled, right? We talk about that with younger generations and they're entitled. Well, I don't want you to be entitled either. And if you can't do the research to find out if it's realistic and you can't back it up at why you deserve it, it just comes across as sounding entitled. And that's going to hurt you in your search in a lot of different ways. So take that strategic opportunism approach and really think about knowing that you deserve it, right? Because you've got the stuff to back it up. Knowing where you're going and what's realistic, right? What, what, is, what is out there and then take those opportunities and go for it right? And when you have those two pieces and that plan and that focus, it'll make going for it a lot easier. And just give yourself permission to make mistakes, right? So say it with me, no analysis paralysis. Happens. Happens to lots of us. Happens more often to those of us who are analytical by nature, logical by nature, introverted by nature, right? So much easier to do our research than to go out and network with people. So thinking about that optimism piece, yes, it's important. And it's maybe most important that you act, that you do things, you get out of the house, and you start seeing what happens when you do things. I've got two clients right now who are in this process and um, for different reasons have been, as I think all of us are, even if we are quote unquote extrovert, have been reluctant to to do some of the networking and and maybe even to apply to positions has felt like a kind of putting myself out there kind of thing. I just love it. It's only taken about three weeks of getting some applications out, making some connections on LinkedIn, and this week, things have started to pop, right? I've got a meeting with a recruiter. I've got a meeting with a person. I've got an interview. All these things start to happen at once. And it's really how long does it take for us to get out of the analysis paralysis mode to make things happen. Things aren't going to happen unless you make them happen, right? And they will happen. And you may have heard that it takes, on average, one month for every 10000 in salary that you want to make. So if you want to make 70000 they would say it's going to take you an average of seven months to find a job. A lot of that time is this planning and, and important pieces. Some of that time is analysis paralysis. And some of that time is just the way job search works. It is going to take time for networking to work. It is going to take time for applications to get looked at. It's going to take time to get hired once you start interviewing. So the parts that you have control over, right, the planning part, getting down, getting focused, trying to keep the noise at bay as much as possible, and the analysis paralysis part, right? Take action. Do it today. If not today, what better day, right? Right? Eat your frogs in the morning and get it done. I don't know where that came from. I don't really want to eat a frog any time in the day. I guess maybe that's why you eat them in the morning. So we are going to come back in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about our last myth that might be keeping you in the job search spiral or stuck in a position that you think you deserve more than. And hopefully this is helpful for you to think about why am I spiraling? Why am I stuck And how might you flip some of those beliefs in your head to keep yourself moving forward? So we'll be back in just a few minutes.
1: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Inside Healthcare is the only radio program focused solely on the healthcare industry. We bring together new and experienced entrepreneurs and industry veterans from throughout the country who are changing the dynamic on how healthcare is delivered today. Join us as we ask the tough questions, explore current topics, and discuss the new partners and models in healthcare that successfully address the needs of population health across the country. Listen Mondays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's a sad fact that fraud is rampant in today's business environment. The headlines scream about once prestigious organizations falling victim to or crumbling due to the consequences of fraud. How do you keep fraud from affecting you and your business? Tune in to Fraud Talk with host Chris Marquet. Chris has over 30 years of fraud investigation experience, business intelligence, and is a renowned security consultant. Chris and his guests will inform you and help keep you from being the next statistic of fraud. Tune in Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
1: Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll free 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and today we are talking about myths and faulty beliefs that that keep us from moving forward in our career right keep us from getting our next job whether we're employed or unemployed i see these things working away At lots of my prospective clients and my clients. So hopefully you have been thinking and and letting your guard down and really examining are some of these things holding me back? Do I believe that if I work hard enough, I'll earn that promotion? Am I not paying attention to all of the other factors that go into that, right? My education, my qualifications, staying up to date, and most importantly, maybe having that network and, and people that will champion for me to move forward. Am I trying to search for meaning, right? I call it searching for meaning instead of working with purpose. Are you searching out in the universe for, for your purpose instead of looking internally? Where do you add value? Where are you most in, in, energized? Because those are the things that you do that bring value to the world. Because you light up the world when you're lit up and those are your strengths, Are you trying to keep your options open and confusing everyone around you who's trying to help you? Right? Focus. Cut out the noise. Yes, there's lots of things we're interested in. But if you're focused on a certain type of job you want, a certain type of industry, or if you're wanting to get a job fast, then focus on that match. Where are your current skill sets? Where what's your current industry? That's your fastest search. Not trying to dip down to go entry level. You're not going to match what those people are looking for. Stay at your level, stay in your industry if you're trying to find a job fast. That optimism and that hope, right? Thinking about the difference between optimistic, pessimistic, realistic, and opportunistic. And knowing what you've got, knowing why you deserve it, knowing where you're going and being opportunistic to grab life by the horns, right? Grab it. Go for it because nothing's going to happen if we don't act. I promise you no one is going to call you out of the blue and offer you a job if you haven't done any kind of job search activity, right? And probably no one's going to call you and, and offer you a promotion if you haven't done anything proactive to let people know what you can do, right? Taking on extra projects, being in extra meetings, getting on task forces, whatever it might be to show people your skills. You have to be able to take the opportunities to do that and to reach out and and grab it, right? So the last thing that, that I see a lot and this is kind of con- counterintuitive, but that's why it happens to lots of people is that your focus in networking and interviewing is to sell yourself. We talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago when we talked about interviewing, but I want you to think about how you feel when someone's trying to sell you something and they're pushing and, you know, yuck, right? Greasy. Went to a networking event once and it was like a chamber networking event, right? Lots of small business owners, insurance people, financial services people. And this gentleman walks up to me and he smiles and he says, well, how can I help you today? And it was just very fake, right? It was very, it, I call it kind of drippy, greasy, used car salesman. Not that they're all that way. And we don't want to be that, right? I don't want you to be fake or false or, or feel like you're trying to push yourself on other people. A lot of people will say that's why they don't want to network. And I'll say, well, great, because that's not what networking is, right? And it's why we're maybe nervous when we go to an interview is because we feel like we've got to say the right things and really be able to sell our skills and set all those things down. Set it down. Connect with the person in front of you. Have a conversation. Yes, you need to know what you want to say. Yes, you need to know what you want to do, right? Especially when you're networking. But that is not the most important thing in that conversation. It is more important that you connect. So that if you're networking, that person wants to help you. So that if you're interviewing, that person wants to work with you every day, right? They want to know that you're competent, but they probably got most of that from your resume. They're asking you questions in the interview that on the whole get at how do you work? How do you solve problems? How do you handle conflict? You need to be able to answer those things well so that you sound intelligent and and you're practiced and all of those things. But mostly I want you to practice so that when you go there, you're not focused on that, what you're saying. You're focused on connecting with the other person. Finding points where they're interested, being able to watch their communication style, being able to watch their reactions and and adjust what you're doing. You can't do any of that if you're too overly focused on what you're going to say. That's where the practice comes in that we talked about a few weeks ago. But mostly just take that whatever you want to call it, hat, whatever it is, that weight on your shoulders that says, I've got to sell myself you need to be able to talk about yourself. You need to be able to talk about your value. And especially on your documents, you need to be able to maybe sell yourself a little bit. But all of that should be done by the time you get face-to-face. And I just want you to focus on connecting. Connect. And even if you're trying to get advancement, you're connecting with those people in your organization. You are selling yourself by doing good work, by making sure people understand what kind of work you're looking for, what kind of projects, what you like to do. That's the little sales part, promotional part, right? But while you're there, you're genuinely connecting with those other people. And if you know what you want to say about yourself, you know how you want to promote yourself, it's actually easier to not focus so much on doing it while you're there. And that's probably hardest for those of us that are introverted because we're not used to selling ourselves, so we're so worried about that, that we don't worry about connecting, which is actually probably a strength of many of us who are introverts, is being able to connect one-on-one or with small groups, right? Focus on that connection. Practice, 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 so that you can promote yourself without feeling awkward about it, <laughs> right? But practice so that it's as good as it can get. So, Thinking about your search, if you feel yourself spiraling, you feel yourself just stuck, get out, go talk to people, even get out and go talk to people besides your family and family who's probably tired of hearing about it, right? Talk to your friends, go to a networking event, go to something different, change your scenery, practice, right? Take that opportunity to practice talking about yourself, but mostly practice listening, asking good questions, and get out of the get out of the get out of it right get away from the computer go out there and do your search take those opportunities take action and we'll be right back here and we'll be at getcareersmart.com so that you can continue to get the tools that you need and of course you can always contact me at marie m a r i e at astrategicadvantage.com We look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant.
1: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.